Welcome to Multiclass Theater Fury Road. Multiclass Theater uses Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and an ever-expanding cast. That's a feature, not a bug. Now settle in and enjoy the show. Last time, our heroes enriched themselves by visiting their local library. Desmond sought out the history of the ship Caliban, upon which he is certain he traveled, yet discovered that the last record of the ship was over 800 years ago. And we're pretty sure he's not that old. Meanwhile, Mist managed to find a treatise on the Shard of Tear that might allow him to tap its power, or at least leave him better informed about the object in his pocket. Leaving the inevitable finds in Suldal's name, he checked the book out for some light reading on the journey across the desert. Speaking of which, our party then made their way to Twin Horn Ridge Ranch on the outskirts of Tearfall. There they met their guide across the desert, a real beefcake of an adventurer named Sarbuck Kicksteer. Buck agreed to the job, but warned the party that the journey would be dangerous, and that's no bull. There would be hostile nomads, highwaymen, and other less predictable threats ready to put travelers through the meat grinder. But there was too much at stake to abandon the mission now. The party made their preparations and now begins their trek into the searing heat on Multiclass Theater. You awake in the morning in Twinhorn Ridge Ranch. Well rested. Bucks made sure to get you up early, long before sunrise, as he doesn't want you to waste a minute of it. Kevin makes you breakfast. It's a hearty breakfast. Grits, fried tofu, Johnny cakes, even some fresh fruit. Kevin's a fairly eclectic guy. But shortly thereafter, you're, you're off. Kevin walks with you to the edge of the drive, edge of the trail, back to the main road. And he stands there, holding the hand of Cashew. Cashew waves to you. Gruber is inconsolable. He runs up. He hugs Cashew. He lets him go. He pulls him close again. Until he finally sets him back down on the ground. And walks over to Winley. Tears still falling down his face. And the group of you are off. The road stretches on for some miles. The scrub brush around you grows less and less dense. The road ahead of you starts to give way. Cobbles are eroded, almost eaten by the encroaching land. The wind brings something new, as sand begins to occasionally whip ever so gently against your faces. The desert is near. And soon enough, the road is gone, the hills are gone, and you find yourselves in a barren landscape. The ground is still hard pack. You're yet to hit the dunes. Off to your left, you do see dark hills and then darker mountains and rising up high above you and far beyond are the Dragonspine Mountains. You can see their snow-covered peaks looming over this barren landscape. The first day's journey passes without incident. You're fairly good about conserving water and honestly, the road's been pretty smooth. You're hopefully not getting cocky thinking that this all this is all what the desert is. You spend the night 
Once again, Buck gets you up early the next day. And it's just after sunrise when the sun begins to hit you and begins to beat on the backs of your necks. The ground's growing more treacherous, more loose sand. To your right, the sand dunes have gotten closer. And you know your only way forward now is into the tall, loose sand of the desert proper. Another hour passes. Two, three. You're approaching midday. The time that Buck says that you probably should shelter. I would like everybody to make a constitution check right now. 18. I'm good. Ooh, natty 20. Uh, yeah, I feel great. Just a check, not a save. Oh! Just a check. Oh, that's not good. Natural one. Oof. Oh, that's that's oh that's definitely <laughs> oh, not good. Natural twenty. Starting off strong. Wow, dice are all over the place. I have a five. Okay, well that that feels about right. Roton is definitely wearing his armor. <laughs> of course he is. Of course he is. <laughs> the dice have spoken. That means you have disadvantage on every one of your checks. Cool. So please roll again. Okay. Uh, that's nineteen. Now, funny thing. Rotan and Mist, you have advantage because you're wearing the rings. Oh, that's right. So you, you're you actually even. So is this against, like, heat, then? It, it is against heat. Okay. So DC for the first round was five, which everyone passes except for Desmond. That heat's just getting into your poor, brittle bones. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Desmond, the heat is starting to get to you. Maybe it was you just have, you know, been away from the outdoors for so long. You know, you're, you're used to being on the island. and Or maybe it was the cool ocean breeze. But you're starting to get a little lightheaded. You're starting to get a little thirsty, and, and you're really starting to feel it. So right now you're suffering from one level of exhaustion. Cool, cool, it means cool. you have a disadvantage on future ability checks. Cool, cool. Uh, and I'm just reading here, uh, this is important to know, that if you are, in fact, raised from the dead, it actually reduces your exhaustion level. So, good to know. With, with all those resurrection spells that we totally have, guys, right? <laughs> yeah. So, it is midday. You are in the, not the middle of the desert, you're still, you know, toward the edge of it, but you are very much surrounded by sand dunes. Um, forward progress is a struggle of sorts. And now I turn it over to you. Uh, Winley is going to notice Desmond's uh, exhaustion, uh, and she's going to take out um, like a piece of uh, tear off a piece of cloth from her bedroll, pour some water on it, and cast prestidigitation to chill the cloth so it's nice and chilly, and give it to Desmond and say, Desmond, I think you should put this on the back of your neck. You're seeming a little, um, dry. Uh, um, he kind of, like, blinks his eyes a few times, looks down, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yes, yes, um, thank you, thank you, that's, that's very thoughtful of you, um, yes, this, this desert heat, I am not used to it, um, it's been quite some time since I've, uh, felt something like this, uh, uh, thank you, thank you, he takes the, puts it on the back of his neck, blinks a few more times. Miss is going to get the jar of alchemy, the alchemy jug out, make sure everybody's canteens are full. There's plenty. Take more than, than you think you need. 
because you look like you need <laughs> a lot. Uh, very kind. Very kind. Thank you. Okay, so are you, you going to keep going? Press on. It's midday. It is midday. It is 12 noon. This actually seems like a great time to not do things instead of do things. Although if we had, we, we don't really, ha- what do we have in the way of like shelters? Mist thumps the green staff. Oh, and... wait, 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 wait. Before <laughs> you thump your staff, everyone knows I have my hut made with marshmallows. <laughs> ah, yes. The marshmallow fortress. Yes. Who could forget? I was pretty sure we had Lehman's tiny hut somewhere in there. <laughs> say that, yes. that, would be, that would be the first spell that you need to make it across me. the desert. <laughs> that would be me. Uh, so Winley casts Lehman's tiny hut and ushers everyone inside. But ushers Buck in first. Just uh, before I go in, do we need to stake this down at all? Is this going to blow away if it gets real windy? It's naturally staked down, actually. Oh, good. Okay, then. Please enter. And he'll... (laughs) He ducks unnecessarily low to get in, so he's basically, like, crouched and kind of crab walking in, regardless of whether or not this is necessary. He's very concerned that he's too big for the space. Rachel, why don't you describe what the interior of Winley's hut looks like? Um, of course. Um, so the interior... It kind of looks somewhat like a fairy gem teapot. So, you know, (laughs) lots of um, large floral pillows that look really squishy, but they're all made of marshmallows. Um, There's lots of moss inside, lots of tinkering um, objects. and it's it's it looks like the inside of a teapot, but it's all gems inside the teapot that kind of glisten like you're in a little mine, except it looks like the inside of a pot. Like com- it's it's really comfy too. Uh, you can make tea if you like. There's tons of dried fruit, uh, but again, there's lots of marshmallows, and you're welcome to eat as many uh, as you like. So as Winley walks in with Buck to show, showing him the space, Gruber pushes past the two of them, sprints forward, and does a full body, like, off the ground, face plant dive into a marshmallow pillow <laughs> and begins eating it. Oh, this is so good. I love this place so much. Darling, darling, you know your manners. I've taught them to you. We have a guest entering for the first time, and you're not letting him have the first mellow. That's very rude. Oh, it's it's all right. Gruber extends the pillow that he's been eating to you, Buck. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. It's most terribly. That was really rude of me. Here, have some mellow. Well, all right. I'm not about to turn down some hospitality. And he takes a pretty generous pinch off of a non slobbered on bit of the mellow. <laughs> Starts chewing on it. Oh, that's the spirit. Each color is a different flavor. Is this strawberry? <laughs> Good job. You're correct. And I'm not I'm not gonna break everything in here? <gasps> no, I promise. It's quite buoyant in here. Well this is this is mighty impressive. This is gonna make going across the desert a lot easier. Wonderful. Well uh, my home is your home, Mr. Buck. 
Well, everyone come in. Desmond walks in and just kind of passes out on one of the pillows with a sigh. Puts the puts the towel over his eyes and just kind of begins to doze off. <laughs> Old man status. <laughs> the wet towel. <laughs> so how long are you all planning on hanging out in said hut? What's going to sound like a really hippie question, but it's relevant, I swear. What phase of the moon are we on? Like, if we were to try and travel when it's darker, how much could we see? Oh, excellent question. I think it's the uh, moon is, in fact, waxing. I think you're probably, well, you would know because, you know, you're you're about a night away from a full moon. I think knowing this, Buck is going to turn to the the crew. All right, so what we can do is we can rest here until tomorrow morning if you want, or we can take us a little siesta. And then when it gets a little bit cooler in the evening, because it's going to be light enough, we can make a little bit more progress when it gets dark. What What would you like to do? No, I, I was I was fully reckoning the, that second one, um, and light really isn't an object. And Mist kind of tilts his head and blinks in his eyes for a brief moment, do the whole laser cat thing where they're just like they shine and it's really creepy. Well, that it might not be that big a thing for you, but uh, my eyes ain't so good. But but like you know, people can follow me. Don't worry, we've got it covered. And Rotan casts daylight on himself. Well, there's Good that lord, too. we're inside. <laughs> Why is this necessary? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Someone turn off that light, please. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he, he, he puts it out. Desmond's got a bit of a migraine here, bud. You want to not have the... Um, yeah, well, I haven't tried it in an enclosed space before, so uh, yeah, it was rather bright. Quite all right. <laughs> Quite all right. Uh Related question, Buck. How uh, how long do you think this journey across the desert will take? That's a great question, Game God. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably going to be about a week. Okay. To get halfway across the desert. Well, I think your proposal, Buck, makes makes a, a lot of sense. Yes. Uh, so, so uh, yes, I, I think I will... Uh, Turn in over here and get some some rest. If anyone is having trouble falling asleep, I can always cast catnap, and I promise you'll be out until I say. Really? What what does that do? Oh, <laughs> well, um, I will make a calming gesture, and up to three really willing creatures of my choice that I can see will um fall unconscious. Ah, I think my sleep is very important to me, so uh, why don't you go and, and use that on me? So you're willing to give me full control of, um, essentially of your body, is that correct? I mean, <laughs> it sounds oddly sinister when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're just talking about sleep, yes? Oh, of course. I won't oh, have any well, sort of... Fine, then. Um, I won't be in charge of your subconscious or anything. <laughs> oh, Winley's so sinister. <laughs> well, I always do like to have, um, written permission. And she takes out this, like, <laughs> essentially this form out of a drawer in the kitchen. <laughs> that's, like, full calligraphy. And that goes over, like, all the rules and maintenance of your body. 
as you sleep. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind to read over, well, all of the, um, the fine print. Um, all right. This may take me a, a little while. Sure. Take your time. All right. <laughs> so he goes off in the corner and, and starts reading. <laughs> How long is this contract? <laughs> <laughs> the contract is just, it's only five pages. It's not long. <laughs> Fine print. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think uh, Rotan falls asleep while reading the contract. So you didn't sign it. Is that correct? I think I think he's been initialing it, <laughs> like each section, but like he doesn't get to the end. But But you did initial some sections, correct? Yeah, let's say like the first half. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I have at Winley has actually attached a um, blue sapphire, a small blue sapphire, to uh, Rotan's armor. It's kind of like on a gold keychain. I don't know if anybody was watching Winley, but she ended up taking it out of the wall of the hut. Like I said, that there were multiple gems like all around the hut Uh, so she kind of got it out uh, and attached it to Rotan and it is a blue sapphire to match his eyes (laughs) is it just hanging like a monocle yeah it's it's just kind of hanging and uh, we'll just see what happens when he wakes up (laughs) Uh, does anybody else want to do anything during the long rest or yeah yeah you know um, Mike finally gets a rest and he's like, oh, Mike doesn't know what to do with it, much like a cat. And <laughs> No, quite the opposite. I uh, would like to take, the, take advantage of the opportunity to cast Scrying. Um, I can see and hear a particular creature I choose that is on the same plane of existence as me. The target must make a wisdom saving throw, which is modified by how well I know the target and the sort of physical uh, connection I have to it. So... I want to go ahead and scry on Endu. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, since I have Let's met go. the target. You have met the target. Uh, he gets. He does not get any bonus to his to his saving throw. All the things I thought I would do today, pulling up his character sheet is not one of them. <laughs> we get... It's like, I have a chance to do stuff I'm get, where everybody's already sitting around. Um, I don't have anything of his, to the best of my knowledge. I mean, of his, like, that he's touched, <gasps> or... Don't we have his... Yeah, well, it says possession or garment. Um, you have his sock, does he... It's a minus four to his save. I'm going to say that you possibly do, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. If you can tell me what it is, then I will give you a modifier on. was it something when when we thought he was the chancellor when we were talking to the chancellor did we get anything from him or no uh, at this point i have to remain silent uh, i have a whole bunch of knickknacks and trinkets although none of those were really specified anlin's skull i will give you a hint you may not be the one to have it though oh well well if i have something that is if i if if, if i had something of his i don't know what it is I don't. I don't see anything that I recall getting from him, or that could be. So it is a wisdom saving throw. What do I have to beat? DC eighteen. I rolled an eight. On a failed save, the spell creates an invisible sensor within ten feet of the target. I can see and hear through the sensor as if I were there. 
The sensor moves with the target, remaining within 10 feet for the duration. So, what's he up to at noon on... Matt, grab your phone, please. <laughs> hey, hey. No, not you, Mike, Matt, because oh. Matt and I have got to improv something. Oh, right. So... Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Got to get my Andy voice on. All right. Worst possible timing is 10 minutes on the John. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's in the mirror singing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could tell people about my wonderful voice. <laughs> I my just secret want career to as an opera singer. Sing. <laughs> All I want to do is sing. All I want to do. I don't I don't want to hurt anyone. I just want to dance. <laughs> Alright, Mike. Mist closes his eyes and concentrates. And though it's hazy at first, the picture begins to form. And you see a ship on the open seas. The wind is howling. Rain is falling as the ship is tossed about in the waves. You see Endu standing at the center of a mighty galleon. Around him, crew hustles to and fro, battening down the hatches, trimming the sails, reefing them for the coming storm. In the center of the deck, you see that there is a brazier burning brightly, the flames licking several feet into the air. Endu is barking out orders. You two! What do you think you're doing? Get back to your posts! Stop staring at incessantly at that light. I don't, but it's been burning for days. We don't like the light. Why do we even have a flame on a ship? Use your mind for half a second, will you? Why do you think we have a light on this ship? I guess some others could see us. Yes, so others can see us and we can see them. I didn't think of that. Niles, why didn't you tell me that? <sighs> um, well, um, I, I thought, uh, it, it, did, it did cross my mind uh, a, a couple times, maybe maybe once or twice. But then the captain says that no, it's not fair. Now I look like the idiot and not you. Well, that's not my problem, is it? I, 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 I think it's both of our problems. If we look foolish in front of the captain, you saw what he did to, to Armstrong. Well, I, 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 I don't think it is both of our problems. If the captain's calling you out, then I, I believe that qualifies as your problem, don't it? No, I liked it back on that island with the sun. Well, there wasn't sun at first, but I liked there. It was like a vacation. Yeah. Yeah, the hotel was nice, wasn't it? It was very nice. Very now nice. Now we're back here with him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Why do we agree to come with him? I, don't, I was just <laughs> thinking that. I don't remember. Do you remember why we took this job in the first place? No, don't know. Though I think he's threatened to kill us. I think that had something to do about it. Well, that's definitely a fact. He has threatened to kill us several times. Multiple yeah, most, occasions. Most nights, actually. Actually. Actually, I believe the most recent was about five minutes ago. He threatened to throw me over the board, he did. Threatened he to throw did. me right over the side of the ship. No, I heard it. That was, that was very unfortunate. That was unfortunate for me. Yes, it was. So that's why I don't have very much sympathy for you now, don't I? No, guess not. You see Endu. <laughs> Staring. <laughs> Off. The side of the ship into the vast nothingness of the sea. 
contemplating every decision he's made up until this point. Niles, where are we going anyway? Um, I don't know. I don't ask questions. I'll just get on the ship. They tell me get on the ship, I get on and I go. No, but when, once you ask the captain, he's right there. I don't just, want to just ask him. I don't want to ask him. You see what he did? He threatened to throw me over the side of the ship. Oh, but that was just... I'm sure he was just joking. <laughs> Listen, I saw... I saw with my own eyes that old wizard back on the dock get get shriveled up into a tiny ball and thrown off into oblivion. You, th- you, you, you think he's joking? No, no, yeah, you know, he did do that. He did do that. He, he did. turned Armstrong inside out and then flattened him. Yeah, yeah. And then hung him up like curtains. Like curtains he hung him up. Oh, that was, yeah, that was unfortunate. Noreen, do you want to be curtains? No. No, I don't want to be curtains. No, I don't want to be curtains. <laughs> All right. So let's just sail on this ship. Don't ask questions. See where it goes. Yeah, all right. All right. This light's very interesting, though. I can't, I can't stop staring at it. No, and it doesn't. The rain doesn't seem to affect it. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's very lovely. It's burning bright. It is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so the sensor is within ten feet of Endu. <laughs> Endu's within they, five feet of these guys. I okay, assume, right? I just, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, is he? Is he just like? I did. I don't know. That is. Um, that is not up to me. Uh, I, I think as Matt said, he was staring off over the ocean and reevaluating his life choices. <laughs> because he um, could overhear this nonsense. <laughs> oh. oh man! You two. Stop staring at that light and get back to your post immediately. I, no, sir, I'll just, um, I don't, I'll have one question, um. Yes, what is your question? Sir, I'm Captain, I'm just, you know, just, where are we going again? It is not your business to know where we are going. No, okay, okay, I'm sorry for asking, I just, I don't know. It is your business to sail this ship and to do your job. Okay. Understood? No, right. Yes, Captain. If you ask me again, I will throw you over the side of the ship. (laughs) (laughs) If I haven't made that clear. No, crystal clear. Couldn't be clearer. As clear as this... Well, I was going to say sky, but it's not really clear. So, no, totally clear. Not another question. Totally understand. Mum's the word. Good. And I think Desmond would walk away at that point and go to the <laughs> Desmond, top. And, and or do. fucking uh, Endu. <laughs> Desmond. It was, Desmond. It was him all along. No, uh, Endu would walk and uh, walk away at that point and just sigh heavily and shake his head and then just uh, lean against the rail and look off and watch his crew sail the ship. So we get another five minutes of emo endu before this spell uh, ends. Pretty much. So that is what you see. Mist's eyes roll back down in his head and he's just kind of ugh. Ugh. I feel a little seasick. That's weird. Okay. Well. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's worth knowing. And that worked. Sweet. So Mist is just talking to himself, apparently. <laughs> yep. Here I am thinking it's pretty obvious why Endu failed his wisdom save. 
<laughs> don't throw them over the ship. Don't throw them over the ship. Don't throw them. <laughs> Eight hours pass, and uh, the group of you wake at various times. Gruber is, regardless of the order you wake up, one of the last to wake. You step out of the hut, and the sun is nearly down. The sky is purplish, violet with orange, yellow, the sun beneath the horizon. It's not yet nightfall, but the air is considerably cooler. Definitely seems like good traveling weather. The sand has shifted around you slightly in the eight hours. Um, the dome is not, or the hut is not buried by any means, but there is sand blown up against it. And as Rotan steps out and stretches and surveys the horizon, the hut around all of you disappears. And Gruber, who was laying on a bed of marshmallows, falls face first into the sandy ground. Oof! He slowly lifts his head, and there is sand stuck all over his face from where the sticky marshmallow residue was. Oh, no. Oh, I wanted to sleep some more. Yes, Roton, it's, it's usually good to ask if everyone is ready before you just walk out. Ready for what? No one can leave the hut. But I just did. Oh, you're saying it breaks it breaks the spell. Yes. Mist and Desmond, give me an Arcana check. Arcana. Oh yeah, I'm really good at that. Four. Uh didn't get much better. <laughs> Five. Okay. Well, alright. Never you mind then. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Oh, that was rather rather abrupt uh awakening. But um I feel better, huh? So, yes, after the eight hours, Desmond, your level of exhaustion is gone. Oh, that was um, very much uh, very much needed. Feel rested and uh, ready to, to press on. Uh, Mr. Buck, how did you sleep? Well, I'll be damned if that weren't the best darn sleep I got in a long time. I'm not sure why I censored one of those words and not the other, but, you know, <laughs> that's just sleep haze for you. Oh, lovely. And I told you that the marshmallows are very buoyant. They won't melt. No, I, I think that that one just got stuck on Gruber because he was drooling on it. He does that. Oh, what got stuck on? Do I have something on my face? Got a nice sand beard going. Oh. It looks, you look, um, ruggedly handsome, my darling. You look like you're going to attract ants. Oh, no. No. I don't like ants. They, they eat picnics. Uh, Wenley hands Gruber a moist towelette. <laughs> I see Gruber begins to scrub at his face. Oh, this is rough, but my skin underneath feels nice and smooth. Yes, you've gotten a facial, darling. Nice exfoliant. Uh, Gruber's skin is positively glowing. All right, you all um, ready to continue on? Mm-hmm. So, is it night? It is, yeah, it's night. It's roughly about eight o'clock. Okay. The sun has just gone down. It's still, it's like the gloaming, right? The You still have light. It's not full nightfall yet. Oh, well, this is much more pleasant. Much more ideal for travel. Okay, so is somebody going to ride Concord? Or do you just kind of, is Concord more a pack animal right now? or? I thought the idea was to put, was to pack things on him. 
Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, you begin the journey, and you're making good time. A little bit quicker now, without the oppressive heat. The weather's mild, but as night falls and the moon rises, the temperature drops considerably. You're now starting to get cold. I know this is always a question, but did any of you happen to pack warm clothing? Winley does. So Winley has some clothes, like a jacket. Does Desmond have anything besides his... I don't know. I don't think he would. All right, so Desmond has nothing. Gruber has nothing. Buck has a poncho, because he would probably be used to this. Okay, so Buck has something. What about Rotan and Mist? Uh, Mist has the elven cloak of, uh, cloak of elven kind. Which I think acts as... Plus, Mist has his nice, thick cat fur, so I'm going to argue that, uh... Okay, so what about, so what about Rotan? Did he get a cloak in Vonkla, or did he not? I guess... Yeah. No, no, you did get the cloaks, because the cloaks, you did wear them at some point. Cool. So you have the cloaks, it's yeah. just that scene... Alright, then he still has his cloak. Alright, so it's just Gruber. About five or six hours into your journey, call it six hours, you look over and you see Gruber is shivering, and his teeth are chattering. Is everything alright there, Gruber? <laughs> I didn't think it would be this cold in the desert. Uh, Winley takes two potatoes out of her bag and warms them with prestidigitation and tells Gruber to hold them onto them and put them in his pockets. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, And he puts them against his face. Well... A desert is defined by the amount of precipitation it receives, and not by its temperature. Oh, I didn't know that. You're very smart, sir. (laughs) You sound like a geologist. (laughs) I didn't know it was defined by participation. It is. (laughs) Yes. That's very clever. So what you're saying is you could have a desert of, like, ice... Oh, yes, yes, that's that's what it said in a book that I read once. Oh, what other kind of deserts are there, sir? Ah, well, I suppose you could have a, uh, a jungle desert if all of the plants were dead. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I suppose uh, the, the oceans are kind of a desert because it doesn't actually oh. rain underwater. <laughs> oh, that's true, sir. And it's all salty. It is, yes. Oh, sir, you blew my mind, sir. Sometimes I blow my own mind, Groover, but not today. <laughs> oh. Well, thanks for the potatoes, Dave. Helped. Of course, darling. I wish I had some clothes that could fit you, but my cape would really look just look like a collar. Yeah, it would kind of look like I was wearing a bib. Would you like my cloak, Gruber? Oh, no, sir. I could not take your cloak. Why not? What would you wear? I would wear what I'm wearing right now, this uh, glorious suit of armor. No, sir. I'll just hug Concord for warmth, sir. (laughs) That's when the camera cuts to Concord, and Concord's just (laughs) like... (laughs) His teeth are chattering. (laughs) Okay, you walk for... You walk for a couple more hours. Uh, Matt, give me another... Natural two. There we go. Okay, so Desmond, you're starting to get cold yourself. (sighs) And Gruber is starting to get even colder. 
you see him, his teeth are chattering like mad now, and he's starting to move much more slowly. You've been moving for about seven or eight hours now, stopping every so often to eat. You see the sands around you look a little brighter, as if dawn is starting to come. Though the sun is rising from behind you, obviously, because you are moving east. Desmond would try his best to hide his uncomfortableness, especially after being, especially after his bout with the heat. He's just like frustrated with himself that he's letting this weather affect him so much, and he would try his best to hide it. I think so. He would he would vote to press on. Gruber, on the other hand, is chattering and gibbering like an idiot about how cold it is. And he's also moving slowly. He's moving at roughly half the speed that the rest of you are. We should probably stop before he freezes to death. Yes, I think we should get him inside. Darling, darling, it's all right. But they come to my tongue. I think we should get Gruber and Concord inside. And when they brings up her hut. So it's about 6 a.m. when <clears throat> you decide to stop. Well, it won't be too terribly long till it's all warmed up again, so I'd, uh... Fine. Oh, don't go lying to us now, because if you die, I'm responsible for that, and I, I think your little missus over there might just well skin me for it, so... Well, that's a lot of work. I have no doubt that you would find a way to make it expedient. And I do mean that with utmost respect and reverence and no small amount of fear. So, what I'm going to recommend we do, we rest for a little bit, we warm up, and, uh, well, I know a route that might save us a little bit of trouble. All right. And Winley opens the door. Everyone, come in. Uh, What kind of trouble, Buck? Oh, well, just the trouble with the weather. I I know this desert isn't super accommodating to a lot of folks, but if we can make it a a little bit of a more comfortable route for you, make it a little safer, maybe get some supplies if we need them. I I just, I know a place. It's all right. Excellent. Well, you, you know the area, so we will follow your lead. Gruber enters the hut and instead of collapsing on the marshmallow, collapses on the floor and then piles the marshmallows on top of him in an effort to warm up. Uh, Rotong, just to remember... Yes? Uh, do not walk out of the hut until oh. you've had express permission. Uh, let's all come to a consensus that we're ready to exit the hut together. Ah, uh, yes, well, I, I understand that now, yes. Well, of course I won't. Okay, are you all going to rest for eight hours again, or...? I think that would be best. So that, if you rest for eight hours, it's going to take you to about two in the afternoon. That's going to be the hottest part of the day. Maybe do a short rest, get everybody back on their feet, and then go and go for another couple of hours. So you're just going to rest for an hour? Just long enough to warm back up a little bit. Okay. So you rest for an hour, at which time you rouse Gruber from his sleep. He's not shivering anymore, but he sort of slowly gets to his feet. Um, Because you do not rest for eight hours, Desmond, you do not gain back a level of exhaustion, nor does Gruber. So you exit the hut, Winley, you dispel it, and you begin to move forward. 
few hours pass. You're able to make decent time, despite the fact that Gruber is continually lagging behind. He seems to definitely be slowing your pace. Even though he insists, he's fine. But he's constantly having to catch up, and you're having to stop and wait for him. Gruber, maybe you should, uh, ride Concord. Oh, no, sir, that's Concord is your... He's your donkey. I think you should ride him. Look all regal, sir. Ah, but I look regal walking as well. I, I do not think this oh, should... That, no, that is true, sir. You do look <laughs> I, very regal. I do not think this should stand in the way of, uh, of us making steady progress. And, and I am worried about you. Uh, you getting tired, Gruber. Oh, okay, sir. And you begin moving once again. And this time, now you're making better time. Now that you don't have Gruber lagging behind. It's about 11 a.m. And at first, the wind feels nice against your skin. Sort of a cooling effect on the hot day. When Buck, you look to your right, to the south. And you see there, on the horizon, darkening is a sandstorm. It seems to be moving closer. Well, shit. All right, y'all, we gotta get back into shelter, because uh, their sandstorm is a-coming, and we don't have a whole lot of time. Oh, that, that is concerning. So, hut, hut? Uh, uh, yes, best to take shelter, I guess. Uh, h- how many huts do you have, Whitney? I have three more huts. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll ride this out in one, and then, uh, you know, go from there. Yes. How long do these sandstorms usually last? Last. Uh, it's kind of up to the sandstorm, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, you all pile into the shelter. And as you sit there... Well, here's a question. Winley, um, you've described it as the interior of a teapot. Um, the walls are not translucent, are they? No. No. Uh, the walls... It looks like rock. It, I mean, it looks like you could mine the gems. Gotcha. There, there, there was a window in a previous iteration, wasn't there? Like, I don't, I don't know if it's in this iteration. I think it's up to Winley whether she wants to put a window or not. Um, in the vanilla version, it's translucent, but that's whatever. It's whatever <laughs> we, we are Winley so wants. So far beyond the vanilla version. <laughs> we are so far beyond vanilla. Um, there is a little window at the front door, and um, there's about two windows in the living area. All right, so if any of you are looking at the windows, you see this dark cloud on the horizon getting closer and closer. And in what seems like minutes, your vision is completely obscured, except for the grains of sand that slam against what would be the window pane, but is, in fact, magical whatever. It looks violent. But inside where you are, it's pleasant and peaceful and lovely. The sandstorm lasts for about half an hour. But as it does so, the sand begins to pile up along the exterior of the hut. And soon, that window at the quote-unquote front door is completely covered. How long would you like to remain in the shelter? As long as Buck says. Until it's safe to go out, but also so we don't get completely buried in the sand, because that would be a downer. So about how long 
you can see that the sun, the sandstorm seems to have abated by looking outside the other windows. Though you can't see the sun, but the most violent part of the storm has passed. All right, y'all, I don't think we should linger here much longer. We should, we should go. Yeah. Didn't you say you had a shortcut? Yeah, yeah, I think we should make for the place, because this is... I'm getting concerned that y'all aren't going to survive this if we aren't careful, so we should proceed with caution and expediency. So, how are you going to get out? The door is buried. Oh. Roton, Mist? Yes? Buck, perhaps combining your strength, you could push open the door. I'm looking at you, Mist. And I'm wondering why, but okay. (laughs) Well, you're stronger than me, you're stronger than Gruber, and you're stronger than Desmond. No offense. I'm taken. So, you're the top... (laughs) I literally wonder if any of that is true. (laughs) Due to your stature and your muscles, which you do have, you would be better off. Then the three of us. So I think the three of you combined would, I mean, make a a fairly good muscle. So why do we all just try it for shits and giggles? Sure, yes? why not? <laughs> Emphasis on the giggles. Okay, so who is actually going to try the door? I guess I am, because... <laughs> all right, so if Rotan and or Buck, the gigantic minotaur... I said um, in combination, to... not one at a time. Uh, sadly, that's not the way the... I mean, you wanna, you can assist, but it's the... Whoever, one person has to be the roller, one person yeah, has to I would, assist. I would rather assist than take the lead on that, you know? I mean, <laughs> I know... I know I do have a pretty good strength score. I mean, seven is pretty good. <laughs> Desmond actually is stronger than you. <laughs> well, I apologize. I suppose maybe I was trying to give you a compliment. My mistake. Mr. Buck. Yes, ma'am. Do you think that perhaps you could try to push open the door? Oh, sure. Let's give it a whack. Okay, is uh, Mist and or Rotan helping? No, Mist is not helping. Would you, like... <laughs> Would you like a hand there, Buck? Certainly. Or Boomy? <laughs> yes, if, if any of you get tired, let me know, and I can... <laughs> I'd be more than happy to assist. So, so Rotan's going to put his shoulder into it. Okay, Buck, give me a strength check um, with advantage. First one was a 17. Next one was a 19. You see Buck lower his head and his shoulder, and he and Rotan start pushing in the door. And it's a struggle. There is a lot of sand that has built up. But the two of you working together are able to get the door open about a foot and a half. And as you look at the hut, you see that it is about half buried in the sand. But to your eyes from the outside, it just looks like sand is piled against something invisible. Um, Mr. Buck, how long is it going to take to get to through this shortcut to um, somewhere we could get supplies? Alright, it's going to be mighty unpleasant, but if we can get through it, we can be there by nightfall. Uh, Mist, would you mind um, conjuring up a 
a jar of that mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, what? What? Do we have enough water? Well, you see, the sun is blazing, and this is really the only form of sunscreen we have. Uh, the same device what produces the only sunscreen we have is also the source of, of water that, that we have. That's my only concern. This is why I tend not to track water and or rations in this game. Is just... Okay, then we then we are not tracking water, and I can make all the mayonnaise we darn well please. <laughs> hmm. Listen, everyone, if, if worse comes to worst, I can always summon my water elemental and we can take turns walking through him and it would be like a dip in a nice pool (laughs) that actually sounds wonderful that That does sound quite nice that sounds lovely desmond it's like running through the sprinkler (laughs) will will your water elemental let us drink from him now these are the questions we're gonna have to ask him that (laughs) i believe yes i believe that is a question for the water elemental i I don't recall it ever having spoken i guess i never asked it a question though Uh, we have many conversations (laughs) really yes about what well you say about water and the nature of (laughs) the the nature of water in its various states. The, the shape of water. <laughs> the shape of water. That was a lovely play I saw once. Desmond, I mean, I'm sorry, not Desmond, um, Roton, the many a times that that our, our water elemental friend has helped us, you've never thought to ask for his name? Well, ah, uh, no. No. Ah, uh, but but if you could give me his name now, I, I would uh, be very grateful. Um, yes, I I could do that. Well, his name is, um, of course, it's it's Aquin, you see, so it it doesn't quite translate into the common tongue very well, but but from what I can understand, um, if if it were to translate, the closest I could, it it would come to would be, um, uh, Jim. Jim? Jim. Oh, well, uh, I have... No issues with pronouncing that. But it's spelled like D-Z-I-Y-N-M. It's it's like a it's like a very very odd. Um, he's he's explained it before. I don't I don't I don't quite follow. But really? again, the translation. Yes. This is fascinating. Right. It's very interesting. Huh. Well, uh, yes. Uh, I guess next time we meet, I will uh, I will ask him uh, some questions as well. Oh, please, yes. I'm so here for Jim, the water elemental. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Some call him smile. Jim. Jim. Winley collapses the shelter, dispels her spell, and as she does so, the sand falls in on all sides, filling the hole. You can begin to walk forward underneath the hot, beating sun. I would like everybody to make me a constitution saving throw. 24. Mm. 5. 19. Uh, 17. 12. Desmond, you start to move slower mm. as you take on another exhaustion level. Oh boy. As another hour passes, you begin to feel a vibration beneath your feet. It's almost like a drumbeat. Close. You continue walking and it seems to get louder 
and closer. Buck, do you, uh, do you feel that? Mm-hmm. Do you hear that? What, what, what is that? I will, um, actually, I'm not even going to make you make a nature check on this, because, uh, both Buck and Cassie has experienced this before. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, Buck is going to break out his great axe. I, th- I think y'all are going to want to arm up. Ah, oh, it's an enemy. The pounding is getting closer and heavier. And then a second pounding starts. It's almost a syncopated rhythm moving closer and closer beneath the sand. Rotan uh, draws his sword. Yes! Finally! Blood! Um, sir, what, what should I do, sir? Should I just stand on top of Concord, sir? Oh, uh, yes, Gruba. <laughs> if that's where you're feeling comfy. <laughs> Alright, so Gruber is trying to climb on top of Concord's saddle. Around you, the sand is vibrating, pulsing, pounding. You find yourselves in the middle of the dunes. There are no rocks close by. There is nothing. The syncopated rhythm is getting closer. Boom, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-ba-boom, ba-boom. Does a Hans Zimmer score start playing? (laughs) <laughs> yes. There's a loud bong. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, I'm going to cast Levitate. Mist is going to, like, tap the ground and ro- start rising up off of it uh, a few feet with uh, my Levitate invocation. Oh, Buck, ex- exactly what should we be expecting here? Cassie, if you don't remember the details, I can fill you in. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. I, I have vague memories, but I don't want to say the wrong thing. It is a creature called the Wahasha. Great. That sounds Sounds great. bad. <laughs> sounds... That's fine. It's, it's not yeah, like it's Jim. Jim is a, is a comforting. No. It is, <laughs> yes. a, it is a two-headed chimera mm, with the head of a crocodile and a blackhorn antelope and the body of a hippopotamus. What? Excellent. Excellent. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> what? Did you not listen to that one shot? <laughs> I did. So You're missing still... out because that was a trip. I, it I, was a trip. I put music to that episode. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, what are the the burrow sharks? Like the yeah. Of those so, <laughs> so Rotan has just asked Buck to describe that. <laughs> to do it. Oh, Buck, you can you can answer, Buck. All right. Well, it's like a it's like a gator mixed with a with an antelope and a. He's big, he's got chompers, and some horns, and some claws, and it sounds like there's two of them. So, that'll be fun. We're gonna eat well tonight, is what you're saying. Can we... so we can't see it? No, you cannot see it. Oh, hold on, I've just realized something. What is this sapphire doing hanging off of me? Well, Roton, do you know something? This actually might come into great handy if um, whatever's coming at us is um, at least 60 feet away. Because you have to understand what is actually in that blue sapphire is a fragmentation grenade. Something I came along my Uh, travels. A what? (laughs) Do you know I figured I don't know why but I thought perhaps you might get lost somewhere in this desert 
You might have some big, scary monster coming up. And, well, you have a mighty large um, thrust, you see, so I thought you could pitch it quite far. But it does need to be far, because if you, well, do it somewhere close, then, well, we will all receive um, 5d6 piercing damage, which I really can't (laughs) handle that right now. So, I wish we could pinpoint how far this thing was, both of them. (coughs) You You have one round to prepare yourselves or do something. Mist is going to levitate. What are the rest of you going to do? I would take hold of that grenade, Roton. <laughs> Roton is very confused. So, so you, you just want me to throw this? Well, I want you to throw it where the creature is. Oh, oh I, I can do that, yes. Um, so, so yeah, so he like snaps the chain off and, and is like poised, looking around, ready to throw. Desmond? Desmond's going to hold for them. Okay. Buck? Uh, just getting weapons out and scanning furiously to see if there's any sort of sand shifting to get, like, a direction off of this thing. Okay, give me a perception check, Buck. Oh, that's a ten. Okay, not that you can see. Not yet. It's bright. Winley, anything? I, Winley would like to try and see if she can tell where. Okay, give me a perception check. Can I do that as well? Yes. Ah, a twelve. Uh, seventeen. Okay, Desmond, to the southeast, you see the sands pulsing ever so slightly, moving closer in your direction, and almost like the shifting wake of sand being displaced by something beneath it. And Desmond is, the heat's getting to him at this point. He's got two levels of exhaustion, and he's just like, he's peering through, and, and he just sees, and he's, and he's kind of like slurring his words just to hear, and he's like, he points, and he's like, there, uh, coming from... Uh, that direction, uh, prepare yourselves. And Desmond will then raise his staff, and um, the air begins to chill around all of us and drop in temperature. Oh, that feels good. Uh, yes, yes, uh, quite nice. And then he um, calls down this these clouds form, and this ice just falls from the, the sky and coats the ground between us and the where the... Uh, the sand is shifting and it's moving towards us. He's casting Sleet Storm. Between us and the things that are coming at us, there's a, a 40 feet radius circle of difficult terrain as ice just covers the uh, desert. And if they pass through it and they walk on it, I guess, there's a deck safe involved. So when he points, do you think that, you know, we'll, we'll look that way and we could perceive how many feet away? I mean, it's about, let's say, 30 feet away. Roton? Roton. Yes. Throw the grenade. Oh, right. Throw the grenade. Uh, Roton throw, throws the grenade. <laughs> <laughs> Things you never thought you'd say. I, I was worried about you, so I hid a grenade on you while you slept. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roton, give me a um, two-hit roll. Uh, that's going to be a 16. Roton looks down at the crystal shard, the jewel, shrugs, and then heaves it in that direction. (laughs) The jewel tumbles in the air and then falls on the layer of ice that Desmond has created in the desert. There's a huge explosion as shards of this jewel just shatter and splinter everywhere. There's also a loud boom that accompanies it. 
There's a moment of silence. And then suddenly, two enormous creatures leap forth from beneath the ground on top of that spot where the grenade exploded. And you see two massive, hideous chimeras with the heads of antelope and crocodile and the body of a hippopotamus. Willie, you've lined the walls of your hut with those? (laughs) They are color-coded. We sleep in them. what's up here on this here rise and do, do a quick sleep. Okay, okay. Is this thing on? Is this... I don't know why you make these things so goddamn complicated, Soldal, but every single time I gotta deal with your sending spells, it's just... Whatever, it's fine. I know you can't really respond. This is sort of a one-way street here, but... I'm not entirely sure what you're playing at sending sending these folks to me, but well, I've got I've got some ideas. But uh, do you think maybe you should have warned me first? I'm not saying they're bad folk. I like them plenty. They seem like decent sorts. They definitely need help out here. But do they obviously don't know about me, do they? Well, of course they don't. Otherwise, they'd have brought it up by now. But I don't know know if it's just another joke or what. But I do owe you. I I, I do owe you. Let's see. Well, they're still alive, for starters. We left our raccoon friend. And, well, he's with Kevin and Kevin's good treat and fine. So I'm sure they'll be running everything when I get back. They were not at all equipped to be in the desert. Which, in retrospect, I probably ought to ask, have asked about, but it's, it's fine. We'll get there, one way or t'other. I don't really know what happens at the end of this. Do I tell them? Do I... Are they gonna kill me if I tell them? Are they gonna help me? Is that... I guess there's no sense fretting over stuff that you can't control. Let's see what else you missed. And this time, since well, it has been quite a minute since we and I spoke, seems that we got a new patron over at patreon.com slash multiclasstheater. Goes by the name of... <laughs> hey, that name's familiar. I ain't seen it in a long time, but this might have fun to see them. Sheepish gnome. Welcome on in. Thank you so much for your support. It means all the world to us, and it helps us reach our goals and keep things afloat. So thank you very much. And if you'd like to join the ranks, we've got all sorts of nice benefits for you. You can hear your own name in a mid-roll. Just head on over to our Patreon. We also have a Discord server, if you want to... Well, we, we talk a lot about this thing called Star Wars. Uh, you know, I've been in enough realities that it don't really matter to me. Sounds weird. Probably fine. we got a whole section for raccoon memes. Personally, my favorite channel. And it's just a nice community to get together in chat and support one another you can find us on whatever podcatcher you're currently listening to us and if you could leave us a review on that there spotify or apple i know that we would sure appreciate it it goes a long way to helping us reach new audiences and grow and well just 
just be mighty kind to you. Let's see. Is there anything else? Oh. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm coming. Give me a sec. All right. I need to go keep them alive just a little bit longer anyway. We're going to have words at the end of this here, Soldal. And I, I think by the end of it, you and I will be just about even. Yeah. Love it. Buck, you are first up. You have two of these beasts. One is toppled over on its side and is flailing, trying to get back up. And the other is hissing in your direction. And there is a layer of ice between you and the creatures. That's not ideal for someone who has hooves. I'm going to move forward up to the edge of that ice field, and I'm going to throw some daggers at them. Okay. Oh, shit. That's a natural 20 with a hit of plus 8, so 28. That would definitely hit. Uh, okay, so it's going to hit the one that is up and hissing for 7 points. Uh, throw the other for 20. That will also hit. No. Oh. Okay, just 5 on that other one. You hit. throw two daggers, and it sticks in the side of... They both stick in the side of the antelope's head, doing a little bit of damage. That brings us to Desmond. Desmond will see that Buck is not able to cross because of the ice storm, and he will dismiss the ice, and then he will uh, reach out and uh, cast Shatter, uh, catching the both of them in the radius at fourth level. If they could give me constitution saving throws. 18? Uh, 17. 17. 17. The one standing makes it. The one prone does not. Okay, I will use my divine intervention to do max damage, so the one that passed takes 20, the one that failed takes 40. Jesus Christ. Good girl. Desmond. (laughs) Desmond is boomy in more ways than one. (laughs) Got like two levels of exhaustion, too. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like, I'm over this shit. <laughs> okay, that brings us to Windley. So, okay, they're standing on the sand. Um, do they have their mouths open? Uh, yeah. The one um is very much hissing at uh Buck, the crocodile head on the one. The other one is struggling to its feet. So the one that has its mouth open, um, Windley is going to take her slingshot. Uh, actually, first, I need a, um, a dexterity savings throw from the one that has its mouth open. For what? What are you trying to do to it? Uh, I'm going to throw the second grenade that I packed in my bag just in case Roton failed. Okay. Well, you have to, to hit. You have to roll the hit first for oh, you. Okay. Oh. 22 to hit. That will hit. And which one are you throwing at? Uh, the one that is hissing. Its mouth right, so open. the one that's standing. Yes. Okay, and this is, you said dexterity check? Please. What am I trying to beat? Oh, doesn't matter. I rolled a natural 20. Another failed grenade. So does that save for half damage or? Yeah, it's going to take half uh, damage on a successful one. Okay, so you can roll for damage. Uh, five, five D6, half of 15, eight. Okay, so you throw the grenade and it's not so much that it dances out of the way, but you're, 
aim is a little bit off and it's just on the edge of so he takes a little bit of damage but that also pisses him off so it is going to charge at buck and it sprints close or should i say rumbles close and as it gets close the crocodile's jaws open wide and unleashes a tremendous ear-splitting bone-shaking thunderous roar i would like all of you to make a dexterity saving throw if you're within 10 feet of me you'll uh, get a plus four bonus to this 16 22 but if i'm close to roton 26 uh, that's fine you you made it i think i fail either way six or ten yep you guys <laughs> fails mist gracefully floats out of the way Okay. With a natural 20 on the uh, check. Roton? Uh, 15. So everybody but Desmond. Desmond, you take 16 points of damage. And it knocks you off your feet. And you fly backwards 20 feet. Okay. And fall into the sand. The rest of you take 8 points of damage. But are not moved. So not only does the force of this thunderous roar knock Desmond prone. It also knocks Concord and Gruber to the ground. Both appear to be injured. Concord fairly severely. No. That brings us to Mist. Let's go for a little crowd control here. I am going to dismiss my levitate, and as I do land, staff first, plant the staff into the ground, and then bring the rest of myself down on top of it and spring up the old wall of thorns right under the one that is 30 feet away. Okay. I want to do it as a circle that catches catches it on one side, and so it'll either have to force its way through or kind of swing out around. Basically, force separation between it and its buddy. Okay. So what is the what is the save? Uh, it is a, <laughs> a deck save, because they've been so good at that. Actually makes a saving throw, yeah. Jeez. Okay, so half damage on 78 piercing. Take 17 piercing damage. So these thorns erupt around it and envelop it. And you hear the antelope head let out a squeal of pain. And it is obscured from your sight. Roton, it is your turn. So how far away are they now? There's one right in front of Buck, about five feet away. Ah. And the other one you cannot see, because it is behind or within a wall of thorns. I'll go for the one in front of Buck. Does this greatsword have any uh, perks to it? I haven't actually attacked anything with it. You have not, and it does, but you don't know what they are. Okay, cool. Well, I rolled a 17 on the die. Yeah, so that's going to be a 24. That'll hit. And, um, yeah, I'll use my Vow of Enmity on this. Vow of Enmity? Yeah, which doesn't affect anything right now um and yeah no so i guess i roll damage you do um so it is a great sword okay 2d6 that is gonna be 10 total you strike this with the sword and as the sword connects with the flesh and pierces it in your mind you hear a cry of almost pure joy And as you look down, you see the black necrotic energy of the blade dig itself into the flesh of this beast. 
It does an extra 10 points of necrotic damage. Extra? And as it does so, you feel... You feel uplifted. Ooh. You feel bolstered. You now have 10 extra temporary hit points. Nifty. I like the way this is going. I'm sure there's no downside to it whatsoever. Probably. No. No. Never. No, 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 <laughs> never. To your sentient necrotic sword? No. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's fine. Every, every fine. talking magical artifact just wants to help you out. <laughs> no ulterior motive. Okay, that brings us back to... I can attack again. Oh, you're going to attack again? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to attack again. Uh, and that's going to be for a 22 to hit. That will hit? Uh, that's going to be 8. So you hit it again and it bites into the flesh. And again, you hear the sword sing in your mind. But this time you do not see the necrotic tendrils. You do not get that rush huh. okay. of vigor. Take that, beastie! And that brings us back to Buck. Well, it's, it's well up in time. We're going with the Great Axe. <laughs> 17. That will hit. Right, that is going to do 12 points of damage. So this thing's looking pretty beat up at this point. I don't really want it in my face anymore. No, and you notice where uh, Rotan struck it. The skin around it is festering. Oh, that's, that's gross. But helpful. Uh, that's going to be a 19. That will hit. On that one. And that's going to be nine points of damage for the second hit. That thing is looking shaky. It's the, the antelope head is kind of hanging a little bit lower, wheezing a bit. But there's still some fight left in it. Desmond. So Desmond... Uh blown back after this attack falls uh, falls down face first into the sand takes a moment to stand and <coughs> cough or cough up some sand and brush himself off and then um, so one of the one of these guys is engaged with Buck and Rotan right? Where is the other one? Behind the wall of thorns Okay, is it possible because I want to call uh, lightning and, uh, is it possible to strike the one that Rotan and Buck are engaged with without hitting either of them? Because it's a five-foot splash. If I, like, position... The... If you did it on the other side of them, yes. Cool. Okay, then I will do that. Desmond will swirl his staff around and a cloud will, storm cloud will uh, conjure above it and a lightning bolt will crash down and strike behind it into the sand. Uh, if you could give me a dex save. Ooh, this time it fails. Fuck. Horrible damage. Uh, on 3d10, I rolled seven. So he will take seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. It is looking really shaky. It is stumbling. It is snapping wildly at you. At Buck, at anything close. That brings us to Winley. So I'm going to cast Synaptic Static on the Thorns. It says, choose a point within range a 20-foot radius sphere will be centered on the, on the point. So can I just put it over the thorns? Sure. What does this spell do? It's going to uh, cause uh, psychic energy to explode in that 20-foot sphere. Okay. Is there a, a like, a, did they get a save or a two-hit roll or anything? Uh, yeah, just wondering the what the intelligence score of this creature is. Um, I'm going to guess not good, but um, you don't know off the top of your head. Would I guess that it's, like, higher than two? <laughs> um, let's see. It actually does have stats. Oh, yeah, it is actually higher than two. Great, okay. 
Because it said uh, if it's two or lower, it can't be affected. So it can be affected. It is three. Great. <laughs> Look at that. Um, so, okay, that's great. So I just need um, an intelligent savings throw. Uh, it misses it. 8d6 psychic damage. All right, so that's 26 points of damage. Okay, so the creature in front of Buck is going to attack Buck, because Buck, you are right in front of it. What's your armor class, Buck? 16. It misses with the, the crocodile head, tries to bite you, and it misses. The antelope head raises its head and tries to stab you with its horns. That also misses. Oof. And then, last but not least, it swipes at you with one of its hands, one of its paws, one of its hoops, foot, claws, something. It also misses. Wow, some bad rolling there. Three misses for the Wahasha. And now that brings us to Mist. Cool. Well, since one of them is obscured by the thorns I stuffed it in, um, we're going to do the old Eldritch Blast on the one that's looking kind of rough now. Okay. All right. Okay. We got two of these. First shot. Does an 18 hit? An 18 hits. All right. Second one will be a 16. That would also hit. It honestly doesn't matter at this point. You oh. put it out of its misery. So okay. tell me what it looks like. I think it kind of looks like the the reek in episode two when it's like charging at Django and uh, you just pew, pew, pew. And the thing just slumps down, except the shots are coming in from the side as it's, you know, rearing up and slashing at Buck and Mist just kind of puts two two of these greenish bolts of energy in and it tumbles uh, collapses off to its to its side so now you put two blasts into its side and really it's a mercy killing at this point more than anything still counts. and with a hiss and a huff it falls over dead Roton where's that next one yeah that's his attitude too um <laughs> where is the next yes. one yes more yes yes me. working on it um so Rotan's gonna gonna run up. If he has, does he have to go like around the wall of thorns to get to? He would one? have to, yes. Yeah. All right. He'll he'll do that. Then. So how much uh, is he going to sprint or? Uh, whatever he needs to do to close. Mike, uh, Miss did not make this easy on you to get to around the wall of thorns. Uh, and it's in sand, isn't it? <laughs> yes, and it's in sand. Yeah. Uh, what whatever he needs to do to get get as close as he can. So if he, if he has to use his full movement. Okay, you you will definitely have to use your full movement. Okay, Roton will do that. So Roton sprints forward, sword raised, with a battle cry, maybe with a battle cry. Uh, yeah, his battle cry would be, "Here I come!" <laughs> so Roton <laughs> sprints forward, sword raised, ready to strike. He turns the corner around the wall of thorns, looks behind it ready to strike down and there's nothing there what at that moment there is a loud boom beneath your feet mist buck winley as the second beast explodes from the sand and emits a thunderous roar i'd like the three of you to give me a dexterity check or save 21 
20 total. Dirty 20. Uh, 25. We got your number, critter. <laughs> <laughs> you all take two points of damage. Oh. As I rolled a three and two ones on that. Or no, a two and two ones. And the Wall of Thorns stays up. Yes, the Wall of Thorns stays up, but it is well in front of the Wall of Thorns. And it also is going to swipe at Winley with its claws. Winley, what is your armor class? 13. Ooh, it hits you, Winley. Jesus Christ, am I not rolling well? You take five points of damage as you're raked across the chest by this massive creature. And that brings us back to the top of the order. And Buck. Winley, how close to me are you? Fairly close. Okay. You were all within, you know, a few feet of one another. I'm going to attack with my horns. Like, I'm going to whip around and try to get it in its haunches. That'll be part of a melee attack, and then the follow-up on that is going to be hammering horns that can push it up to ten feet away, just to give it Winley a little bit of space. Awesome. Love it. So the attack is a 17. That will hit. Uh, you need to do... Uh, strength saving throw, DC 16. That's in their wheelhouse. Ha! <laughs> I failed it. Alright, so it's going to push it 10 feet away, and with the horn attack, it's going to do 6 points of damage with my horns. So I just catch it in the butt, in the back hip region. More surprised than anything, and just enough to knock it away. So you impale it with your horns, knock it back, and then smack it in the chest with the great axe doing some significant damage to its like front flank and pushing it 10 feet away and that brings us to Desmond uh, Desmond maintaining concentration on the thundercloud will send another bolt of lightning striking towards this thing if it could have a dexterity saving throw ooh this time it fails excellent excellent 14 points of damage. Alright, your bolt of lightning strikes true and begins to sizzle this creature. There is a hiss and a squeal as the electricity courses through it. It is not looking good. Winley, it is your turn. Okay, I'm just going to shoot my crossbow. Okay. Try to hit it right in right in one of its eyes. <laughs> Twelve. That will miss. Uh, that brings us to Mist. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to go with the old standby here. Actually, you know what? Just to be fun, I'm going to go ahead and hex this thing. Uh, well, how's it looking? Not looking great. Not looking great. I would I would say don't overcomplicate this. Okay, let's just blast it. You know, we know the drill here. Ooh, a 23 to hit. That will hit. And a 17. That will hit. Unless you roll, roll very poorly, you probably kill it. Uh, 11 and 9, 20 total. Uh, it's done. Yeah. So Mist steps in and cleans up for two more kills. I mean, it's what I do. <laughs> Good hustle out there, everyone. Team effort, team effort, you know. All right, what does it look like, Mist? I think Mist does that before he then just turns and <laughs> gives it the old double guns, and it just whumps into the sand, and he, he blows off the tips of his fingers. Not like he blows the tip, he blows on the tips of his fingers, yeah. Oh god! Eldritch backfire! <laughs> Alright, it, with a wheeze and a huff, much like the other one, it too falls to the ground. Um, I think 
Oh, Wolfie, I need some help. In Concord. Oh no, poor Concord. Desmond will uh, lean against his staff and wince a little bit. Uh, yes, Gruber. Um, are, are you hurt? Where? Um, How badly? I think, I think Concord's legs is broken. I think, oh, no. I think he's going to die. No, 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 he's not going to die. Let me take a oh, He looks. Listen to him. He's in such pain. Desmond, Desmond, you are hurt as well. Oh, You're well. always the one to heal everyone. Just hold on just a second. Gruber um, is sobbing against the side of Concord. Uh, Wenley casts Mass Cure Wounds, and I can choose up to six people. So who gets left out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mist. I'm gonna... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't think Mist took any damage. I know, that's why I wasn't I doing it to be an asshole. He just didn't... <laughs> Yeah, but come on. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, come, Wendy, come. Come, come for Concord. And Gruber holds out his arm as if, you know, wanting to embrace you. Wendy comes over at a hasten. <laughs> Hastens over. And he pulls you in close and you, the two of you lean against Concord, whose breathing seems to have steadied. Roton comes out from behind the thorn wall. Where is it? Did it get away? <laughs> uh, no, no, uh, no. We, uh, he's, he's taken uh, care of. Foul beast. Good work. Those kills should have been ours. What? You let them steal from us. Who the fuck is that? Nobody else hears this, right? Nobody else hears that. No one hears it is Roton. Oh, okay. God, I'm like, I'm like, what? For, yeah. Okay. It's the sword. Got it. <laughs> um, yes, so, uh, Mr. Buck, how's about we, um, go to that place to rest and gather supplies and get off the sand? Yeah, we better get on out of here. I hope that thing didn't have cubs. Best not to think about it. Mm. Oh, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> 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 What did you call that thing? A, a Wahasha? Yeah, yeah, Wahasha. All right, give me a minute. And Buck is going to go to both creatures and on both the alligator and antelope heads. Carefully close their eyes. He's going to stand there for a second. It weren't your fault, y'all. But you did pick a fight. And this is just how it goes sometimes. And I'm real sorry, but we had to do what we had to do. Do better. In your next life, I hope. And then he turns back to the rest of the group and starts soldiering onwards towards the place. Uh, Mr. Buck, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would Mm -hmm. it be disrespectful to take some of his teeth? (laughs) (laughs) Buck doesn't really say anything, but there's a, a pretty dark and contemplative look that he gives Winley. And then he just kind of turns and keeps moving. Well, I take that as an okay. Uh, so Winley just quickly goes over and gets her miner's pick out. Kind of just forces it out at the root. Mist, would you mind putting one of these teeth in your pack? I can only carry one. Uh, sure.
The group of you begin your journey once again. The hours are long, the sun is hot, but you feel bolstered by your encounter and motivated to get through this bleak terrain as quickly as possible. It's sundown, though not fully dark. The gloaming, much like the night before. When the ground in front of you levels out, and you find yourselves once again on hard-packed earth. Ahead of you, rising in the distance, you see what look like sandstone ruins. As you move closer, you see firelight dancing off of the ruins. To the left side of, I don't know what you call it, a town, an encampment, there seems to be a rickety wooden, almost watchtower. And next to it, a squat, two-story sandstone building. Surrounding this are ruins, columns and half walls, providing this place with a little bit of a kind of, I won't say natural barrier, but some protection from the desert. As you get closer, you hear the sounds of shouting coming from within. And as you get closer still, you see that several wagons have been assembled to form kind of a makeshift barricade. And on one side, there's half a dozen, maybe more, people behind the barricades, talking, watching, looking beyond them at this two-story structure. First among them is a tall, yellow-skinned lizard person. Scales are very dry, almost as if they were more comfortable in the sand and in the harsher climates of the desert. They seem to be barking orders at the assembled people, militia. Can't really tell from here. You're just about upon them when you notice on the ground between the building and this barricade are three dead bodies. They seem to be shot full of arrows. This is the place Buck was bringing you to, but I don't think it's what any of you were expecting. Oh, uh, Buck, is it um normal for this place to have uh, bodies out front? Well, not the last time I was here, but maybe protocols have changed. Protocols? I don't know. It's been a while since I've been here. Oh, well, I, uh, I suppose we go down and, uh, say hello? Uh, I think y'all should stay put. I'll go talk to him first, because maybe, maybe there's some in there that actually know who I am. Do you recognize anyone on first glance? Is there anyone in the crowd I might know? Yes, Buck, you do actually recognize the tall lizard person. Yeah. Yeah, let me just go see what's going on here, and then I'll wave y'all down if it seems like it's okay. All right. Just maybe keep your heads down and your voices down. Maybe maybe give us, like, a, a, a whistle or, or a code word if things are uh, going south and we can run into your aid. I'll probably just yell the word fuck, but it's okay. Oh, that works. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> It'll be very direct. Usually very we perfect. use signal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if it looks like they're going to stab me, please interfere. Uh, yes, of course. All right, Buck, you're going to mosey on over? Mm-hmm. You mosey on over, and as you get close, you hear the lizard person 
sort of shouting in its harsh sort of hiss like no 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 we tried that last time go maybe we can flank her from the back the west no 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 we're not gonna do that again and then the figure sees you coming buck get down what are you doing i guess buck is gonna kind of crouch down but still approach come close i'm glad you're here Hey, what, what's going on? I could use your help. I can see that. There is... There's something evil afoot in this town right now, Buck. Well, you're gonna have to be a little more descriptive than that, my friend. What? How, how can I help? What, what's going on? There's this wicked, evil sorceress. Come take over the tavern. Take over my place. When did that happen? Earlier today. Didn't think much at first. Oh, wow. Kind of had that... Gaunt, scary look. Dark clothes look very much witchy. Very witchy. You know the type. Yep, witches, yep. Kind of had had my eye on her. Thought thought evil, thought evil in my head. And Buck, I'm going to tell you, she, she was evil. Right, what? Crone, haggard. Crone, Buck. Ugly, ugly is sin. But I'm going to tell you what. We sent in people to try to get her. And guess what happened? She killed them all. And not only did she kill them all, she turned them into zombies. And then they came at us, Buck, and we were forced to kill our own men, Buck. Oh, that's not right. That's not right. Did she say she wanted anything, or she just took over? She just took over, Buck. Buck, I need your help. I know, I know, I know I already owe you from last time, but Buck... Buck, I need your help. I don't know why I go straight to the cowboy <laughs> accent when I talk to you. Because it wasn't where I was going with this, but here we are. It's okay. I like it. It's fun. <laughs> all right. Well, you, you know, past debts and all is whatever they're going to be. But, you know, I'm not going to not help a friend. So, you know, as luck would have it, I actually got some people here with me that could might help us. Okay. Uh, I, I saw... You could tell them they could come closer. We saw you guys coming from, like... I don't know, a mile away. I know, there's like nothing out here. No, but there's nothing. So like, I don't, I did, they're I hiding know. behind. <laughs> no, I know. I just didn't know if y'all's was, I don't know what was going on. I wanted to be safe. In no, the, in I get just... it. I get it. But like, they're just like, he, he's ducking behind nothing. <laughs> Desmond turns to Roson. Do you think we're safe behind this one cactus? Do you think they can see us? <laughs> Mist is just standing in the open. If only there were more than one cactus. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe if I hide behind the cactus and you hide behind me. That's a great idea, yes. They'll never see us coming. We'll walk single file to hide on <laughs> Jump cut back to the scene. <laughs> Buck just stands upright and turns completely lacking subtlety and waves. Oh, on that. Do you think that right. means we, we can come over? Rot- yeah, Roton waves back. <laughs> now come here. I, I, I think she. Uh, he. I think he wants us to come. Oh, all right. All let's right. let's go. Uh, I will say, uh, Roton, you really can't tell what the gender of this person is, <laughs> unless you're an expert at identifying lizard people gender. Fair enough. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> For the record. No. Come quick, before she turns y'all on the zombies. Well, I think she's going to have to kill us first, and 
that's, that's <laughs> right. That's order. how that works. You can't just turn. You gotta die first. Let's not. Let's not do that. New game plan. No, you are a smart one, Buck. <laughs> oh God, we're doomed. All right. As you're scampering over, um, uh, Rachel, look at your phone, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, get down. And as you get closer, you see this tall uh, lizard person. These pale yellow scales. Uh, is not wearing, is wearing like a kind of breastplate and trousers, but nothing else. Has strapped to their back an immense, heavy crossbow. All right, y'all. They need some help. What? What seems to be the situation? Witches. Oh. Turning people into zombies. Are, are they good witches or bad witches? Well, I, I think since they're killing folk and bringing them back to life, I'm gonna have to say that they're bad witches. Ah. All right, evil witches. Uh, well, I think we can do that. Balances out. I mean, we've just been hanging out with some good witches, so... Yeah, we, we dealt with those good witches just fine, so I think we should be able to deal with some bad witches appropriately. All right, that is good news. Lettuce. So, I think that if you come in from one side, and then Buck and I'll come in from the other side, you're okay with that, right, Buck? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Sort of a class or pincer movement? Yeah, pinch him. Yeah, pinch him right down. Oh, uh, sounds uh, good to me, yes. Oh, uh, and, and what are we pinching? Um, uh, excuse me, um, before we pinch anything, did anyone happen to see that nimbly flying rabbit in the air? I, I swear... I just saw... It, it was strange. It was it was like a fox and a rabbit. It, it, with ears and, and a snout, and it was sort of fluffy and, and white. And has a lot of tails. Rotan turns to Mist. Did you give her some more nip? <laughs> I did not give her any cast shadow. Are you having a heat stroke? When's the last time you had water? No, no, I promise. Yes, water is good for that sort of thing. I once saw my mother. No, uh, Mr. Buck, <laughs> it, it went inside. The rabbit. It went inside of In, the tavern. It went inside the tavern. Yes, but it was flying, and it saw me, and it sort of looked rather curious. I'm not sure if it was the whole situation or my stature, but... It did look curious. I heard witches had creatures like this they used to beguile and enchant. Familiars? That's the word. Oh, shoot. Hmm. Why'd you see it and no one else saw it? Maybe she's a witch, too. Oh, no, y- you hush your mouth. You don't know nothing. I'm not a witch. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do have true sight. And there are certain things that... Well, I can see that others can't. All right, well, lead the way. Let's kill this flying fox rabbit thing. Oh, no, no, no. Don't, you never know. It might be wonderful. It is an animal. <laughs> well, and if it if it's a familiar, then they know we're coming. Well, shit. <laughs> so I'll repeat my previous assessment. Let's go kill this flying rabbit fox thing. Hmm. All right. I just, uh, before we go in, have you tried talking to her? I know it sounds a little crazy. Because she killed her friends, but... Uh, no, but, you know, talking's always the last resort. <laughs> yeah, kill him first, resurrect him, ask questions. 
you know, exactly. um, th th this group of people actually um, has had wonderful experiences with witches, have we not? We have. I do think it's very important to never lead with judgment, which can be hard when it's something you don't understand or something that seems scary. So perhaps if we walked in and with respect and dignity and tried to talk to her like she is a, another human being, well, she wouldn't kill us, would she? R Rotan leans into the lizard person and whispers, Don't talk about the eye. Uh, okay, can I do a perception? Did, did I hear that? Did I fucking hear it? Uh, give me a perception check to see if... I, I mean, I'm going to say probably because Rotan is never quiet, so... Um, no, I rolled a nine. So, Rotan was actually quiet. I, I'll tell you what, okay, I will let you talk. And then once she says that she is evil, I shoot her. That sounds fair. Agreed? Okay. All right, let's go pinch. What is pinch? And the, the lizard person begins to skulk around the side of the wagon, heading inside. All right, I'll, I'll go with him and make sure he don't pinch prematurely. Y'all gonna be okay? Very well. Uh, we'll go the other way. Rotan unsheaths his sword. So are we going in the way that I saw the familiar go in? Uh, the familiar you saw went in through a window on the second floor. Okay. It's so. always an option. Okay, you pinch around one side of the wagon. Buck and the lizard pinch around the other side. And you creep slowly up on the house. And it's silent. You just see the flickering of torches against the sandstone. You arrive at the door and realize that's the only way in. Well, I think that was a successful pinch. <laughs> An informative pinch. Indeed it was. Do you want to take the door, or shall I? Let's let them go inside first. Okay. I, I want to see how this goes. Very we well, Rotan kicks the door open. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Rotan, you kick the door open. Uh, give me a athletics check. Fourteen. All right, it's enough. It's not that sturdy of a door. The door swings open, banging on the wall on the other side. You step foot across the threshold, and you find yourself in a fairly spartan saloon, tavern. Several tables, a couple of which have been turned over. A bar on the far side. There's a rickety wooden walkway. The stairway and kind of walkway surrounding the upper part. Think sort of like a Wild West saloon kind of thing. And you see opposite you, behind the bar, is a tall slender woman wearing a black cloak. The cloak covers her head, so you can't really see her face. As you enter, she raises her hands towards you, and she freezes and waits for your move. All right, witch. Are you a good witch and evil witch? I warned you. Stay away. <gasps> uh, oh, finally. <laughs> the sword slips from Rotan's fingers, and he says, Devi? Wait, what? What? Who are you? What's going on? De Devi? Is that you? How do you know that name? I, I, it's, it's Rotan. Rotten? Is that really you? 
What are you doing here? I've been looking for you forever. What? How did you get involved with these these lizards? Uh, well, it's some... Um, you know, that's a great question, really. I, um, well, they, they were saying that uh, you, you killed a bunch of, of them and then uh, turned them into, uh, into zombies. Zombies? Really? I am... Ugh, I'm so sick of this. No, they attacked me. I killed them because, you know, they were attacking me. And then I resurrected them. I, and then they shot a bow of arrows for some reason. Just then, the lizard pushes past you, screams, Die, witch! And fires at Devi. Devi, what's your armor class? Twelve. Mm. That is a natural twenty. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Ames, brief character introduction. Hold on, I've got to back up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, roll up a new character. I mean, yeah, I don't think you have this low of hit points, but... Uh, I have a six constitution, so I might. He hits you dead in the chest for 20 points of damage. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and he's going to attack again. Of course he is. That one hits as well. <laughs> this one only does four points of damage. So 24 points of damage as he hits you with two crossbow bolts straight in the chest. What are you waiting for? Get her! Before she turns you into zombies. Shouldn't turn them into zombies, you dolt. You killed them. They were dead. Yeah, and she brought them back to life and you killed them. <laughs> That's right. Get outside. <laughs> Debbie's coughing up blood. <coughs> Listen to the... <laughs> the... Look, you can move or I can move you and you're not going to lack that second choice. And can I do an intimidate on that? You can. That's going to be a 19? Yeah, no, it's Christmas really bad. Ooh, natural 20. Ah, oh, that's not fair. Bullshit. <laughs> All right, anyone else going to do anything? The familiar has, a, has been waiting for a... Okay, go ahead. I would say out of nowhere, but Winley, you probably already see it, but that same creature you described becomes visible roughly 10 feet behind uh, where you all are standing. So, to, um, for everyone else, the creature looks like a cross between a rabbit and a fox. It's about a foot tall at the shoulders, has nimble legs, long, upright ears, a short snout, and is covered in fluffy white and gray fur. It appears to have several bushy tails, which are flicking in an agitated manner. And it is currently floating about ten feet up in the air. What is that thing? It's witch power. You're the one that went for her without asking if it was time to go. It's a witch. Look at her. You pinched prematurely. (laughs) That's what the pinch does. What are you What are you doing? Attack it. No. You picked a fight that you didn't need to pick. Could someone drag this toad outside? <laughs> Somebody wanted to do that? Yeah, Buck can do it. He's right there. That'd be his strength. Yeah. Ooh, uh, 22. Oh, yeah. So do you want to, like, pick him up, pick him up, or do you want to just, like, grab his leg and drag him, or... I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab the back of his collar... And in the most humiliating way I can manage, just nonchalantly, like he weighs nothing, drag him outside and toss him to his cronies. You drag him outside and toss him backwards into the kind of center of the cleared off area between the wagons and the building. And the rest of you are inside. Devious, are you all right? I'm fine. You should tie up. These, these people are insane. 
They just keep attacking me. <sighs> just don't make me kill them. Just tie them up. Or something. Or hold them. I don't care. And, and you said you were looking for me? Yes. Did did Soldal not tell you? She, she sent me to, to... Okay, there's a whole story here. <laughs> I, I have more words. <laughs> I was going to Sisha. She said you would be there. I thought I was going to miss you because I was stuck here in this place. And then... Okay. okay. There's a lot we have to unpack here. I'm just waiting for a good button on this scene to end it. So there's a lot to unpack here, might be it. I know. So does anyone have a good one-liner to go out on? Missed. Who wants to walk through a water elemental? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's as good as any. <laughs> outmaneuver the party? Why the fuck did they bring Gruber? And just how many bastards are on this continent? To find out, you'll have to keep listening to Multiclass Theater. Sakvani Scully League update is brought to you by Lizard Aid. When you need to go flat out like a lizard drinking, drink Lizard Aid. And try new Lizard Light for when you are really fucking hungover. We're at the halfway point of the season, and it is clear that some teams are already starting to eye the playoffs. The Sunport Tabashi improved to 5 and 2 over the King's Servant Ghosts, but remain one game behind the Castle Starge Dreadguard, who defeated the Shadow Realm Dans. The Redfield Jerks try to remain relevant with their win over the Roth Sheilas, but they have a lot of ground to make up. The Quarters End Silver Sisters, however, are keeping their perfect season alive with an easy win over the Airy Bird Brains. And at present, the Laz hold a slight lead over the Half Orcs, but those Husky Fighters are mounting a comeback as we speak. Stay tuned to Multiclass Theater for more exclusive coverage. Related question I was wondering about, how many stomachs does Buck have? That is very personal. We're going to have to ask that. Well, Rotan's not going to ask a a question. Are you serious? (laughs) Why is your eye like that? He's been chewing the same bit of marshmallow for six hours. Exactly. Did you just lick your paintbrush? <laughs> it looks like you ate it. Did what? It looks like you licked your paintbrush. It just took yes. me aback. Yeah. With the paint on it? No, no, I rinsed it. Oh, okay. Mmm, lid. Okay. It's acrylic. I um it just I don't know. It just took me aback for just a minute. For those listening at home, I <laughs> have a habit of painting while we play so that I don't like there's there's not so much you know mouse clicking and key typing in the background here, <laughs> and I am a fidgety sort, so here we are. My goodness, Miss Debbie, you are gorgeous. But I must okay, say, so for the for the record, Desmond and Winley have met Debbie. Okay, oh, fuck. That's what I was thinking. I was I was like, 
I, I think like I I was ninety ninety percent sure, but I was like, yeah. there's ten part ten percent of me yes. that was doubting. They something. both have or if met that was canon, and traveled like, with. Yes, that yep. was canon. Yep. So okay. you yep. both know. This was the lion. This yes. was yeah. This was yes. Okay, cool. Is this the rat queen too? All that. Yes. Or is that something else? Yeah. Well, no, the okay. rat queen was Marcus and Beatrix, but it was oh, the uh, yeah. it was the giant, yeah. and then um, yeah, where okay. Debbie got flattened yeah. by a boulder. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Question for you. Did you take Concord inside with you? Uh, Winley would have have allowed that. Probably. Okay. Yeah, if it was getting really hot. I would say. Okay, so you did, so. Okay. <laughs> Just dry, desiccated donkey. Oh, my. <laughs> Who wants jerky? Whoops. No. Whoops. That's like leaving an animal in a hot car. That is a yes. no. Yeah, in the so. end, he became what he ate, which was jerky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I've got one for this. Anyone want a hot piece of ass? Oh. There it is. There it is. Oh. Leave. That's the winner. Episode title. Leave. <laughs> Episode title. That's Good night, it. everyone. <laughs>